What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fab, Freddie Fox, America's Big Brother, and we'll be back with another episode of the Saturday Night Sit Down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fab, and I'm here today with my boy Sam Singletary. Um, and um, and I appreciate you again and taking the time to do this. I know I kind of pulled you away from some things, but thank you so much for for meeting with me tonight. No, no problem, no problem. Um, so so like I said, man, the whole reason, like I said, I try to do this podcast and stuff like that is because um, um, you know, there's a lot of things going on. I said like with this younger generation and things kind of going off, and I feel that us as 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 the now the OGs and stuff like that to really set a good example. Um, to try to guide them down the right way. Um, and like I said, and one of the reasons why I want to talk to you about is, again, I, I, I see you a lot from the outside. I know you have three boys. Um, you know, you've been married for quite some time now. And I see that you're just the way you carry yourself and how you are is really a, an exceptional role model on how to be a great man and how to be a great role model. So I wanted to get your insight on a couple of those things to hopefully shed some light on these younger generation. Well, I'm happy to be here. Um, I would love to give my take or input on um, what it takes or um, what we can change or help change uh, in regards to that aspect. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, like I normally do with all these things, man, I want to get your insight on what you believe. So what are some of the main characteristics or some of the main qualities it takes to be a good man or a good person? Um, First and foremost is being a man of your word. Um, If you say something, you got to stand on it or you got to do it. Um, To me, that that's everything. Um, being transparent um, is also something that I think takes time, but it definitely is uh, something I value. Meaning like, let's say for instance, um, uh, for the first point, if I tell you, hey, listen, um, we have an engagement at this date and something comes up, unfortunately, I have to be stand on, stand on those words and whatever I put uh, to the forefront has to take charge so like like today um we spoke in regards to doing doing this show um and i had and i said yes and then a million other things came up but i told you yes so i had to stop what i'm doing and take my time out and speak with you um so so though i've I've been let's see i've been raised by women um (laughs) and black strong women and morals are, are something that I definitely believe I have. Um, there's some things I just won't do, no matter money or whatever can change that. Um, just just having having principles and being being able to, if you say you're gonna do something, do it. But those are really important for me. Um, I think those those are those are the main two for me. Um, I think there's leeway with everything. But if you say something, you should do it. And you, you have to be able to find something in your heart, in your life, that nothing should change your opinion on that. No, absolutely, man. I agree with you. And again, I think, like you said, that's a good thing. Like you started off with a man of your word. I know things came across today. And um, and I appreciate, you know, you said you gave me your word. This is going to be here. I know you had uh, some couple of engagements, but you did pull yourself away to come here and do this show. So that's already showing, again, like, you know, one of the characters that you have in something that, again, just you being a man of your word and being transparent. Um, and like you said about, well, uh, you know, so I want to go back to, cause like you said, being raised by women and stuff like that, I had the same thing is just my mom, my, my dad was home, you know what I mean? Like my dad was in a picture and, um, you know, I was blessed enough to have him there every single day. Um, but uh, he wasn't more, he wasn't that hands-on in a sense. He was more, he, she showed me by example, you know what I mean? Like he yeah, didn't really right. sit down and talk to me about things or kind of put things here and there. He just did. And I just watched, but the majority of that was women. I, I was very close with well, I am very close with my mother and my sister. Um, you know, my sister is eight years older than me, okay. um, but but she's been my best friend. And a lot of times, too, like sometimes when people say the word mother to me and I close my eyes, like she's a person that I see because of that type of bond that we have. Uh, you know, and based on what you're saying, I feel like you can relate to that as well. Right. Yeah. So for me, it was my mom. Uh, my dad was in and out um, just due to differences between my mom him and my mom. Um, and then uh, thing, things things happen. And I wound up going to live with my grandmother and my aunt for a while. And again, two dominant women take charge, 
um, by any any means necessary and won't take no for an answer. And that kind of rubbed off on me. Um, so, you know, that, that saying, um, it takes a village to raise a child. <laughs> I see that I, all I the time. <laughs> I was that child in that village and, I, and, I, and all they did was give me positive outlooks on life. Um, so when, when you guys see me and you're like, hey, um, you've been married for so long or whatever. Um, I have an aunt who has been married, uh, I was about six, so about 30 years. I have another aunt that was married, I went longer than that, maybe like 42 years. Uh, my grandmother and my grandfather, so my grandfather isn't really my grandfather. <laughs> he's, um, he's who I knew since I was born. Okay, okay. And um, and they've been together when my mother was a child, and he's been there ever since. So all I know is strong women and strong black love, and and, and that's all I know. So when I, when I see them, I, I know it, like everybody has their, their BS. Everybody right. like you can't you can't get around it, but they stuck it out. Mm-hmm. And who who am I to be any different? And, and I, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because again, this is I am. This is my second marriage, um, but me and my my first wife, we're on good terms. Mm-hmm. It's just that we, we both jumped into a relationship, well, a marriage, um, without the understanding of why. Right, right. Okay. Which I think is very important. No, that, that's awesome, and I, and I feel the same too. I, I've, I've been able to attest to that. I've seen that in my family too, and people who've been together for very long times, and a lot of people. And there's like a quote that I that I've seen that I'm sure everybody reads that um is this two old couple and stuff like that. And they asked, How did you manage to stay so long? Um, and the response was, you know, back in my time, when something broke, we tried to fix it instead of finding something new. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. and um that that just really stuck to me. And and I also felt like that too. I remember and my mom could say this too at a very, very young age with myself, like I said. I only want to get married once. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not thinking about multiple relationships and stuff like that. If I settle mm-hmm. down with somebody, it's, it's for good. You know, come hella high water. We're going to work through whatever it is because of our problems and this, that, and the third. We got we to gotta work that out. Um, right. And I see that too. You know what I mean? Like, I know with, with, my, with my parents, you know, early on, I suppose in the last thing, there was, there was they, they, they fought. I mean, like, physically, it got really, really ugly. Um, but they still stuck it out. And, and you know what I mean? Like even at those, when they had those moments, my dad, the next morning, you know, he'll still come up and have her a cup of coffee ready. He'd go out, turn on her car, get ready. Like <laughs> despite whatever they was going through, you know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. that just was, again, he didn't sit down and tell me things. Right. He just showed me like, you know what, regardless of what we're going through, like, this is your mother. I'm a respecter. I'm a show of love and stuff like that. I chose to be with her. We might be arguing right now, but you know, we're going to figure it out. Right. And, and I think that's, that's just very, very important. Um, and, and I know like you briefly touched about like I saw like, you know, being raised by your grandmother and Yah and them and stuff like that about the morals that they instilled into you. I mean, what are the some key morals you feel that that you carried on with you till till this day that they have instilled in you? Um, family's one. Mm. Um, family's a big one. Um like what you see on probably Facebook, it, it's probably real, like for me. Um I just came back from was that, okay, party which is that. Where where those are my friends, but eighty percent of that that party are really close to me. Mm-hmm. We just played an adult adult kickball game, like <laughs> you know I mean? like 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 seeing someone um, unhappy, sad, and easy hurts me. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing my wife upset hurts me. My kids, like my wife's mom, hurts me. It, like like, and we might be not we not always get along, but my respect level is so high for family. Like, you know, family will, will you know, how, like that they say, it's, it's always family that'll hurt you. Because mm-hmm. you don't care enough about the people who aren't family. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, like, the more, as far as morals, family's one. Um, my, my, for me, my last name, my name, given name, my family's name means the world to me. Mm-hmm. So I won't let you disrespect it, but I won't give you the opportunity to disrespect it. Meaning I'm not going to half ass with my name. If somebody right. is attached to it, I'm going to give it a 110%. Um, so those are things that from a kid, like you work for everything you got, you work hard and you value your family. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's that's one thing that for my mom who really instilled that with me is family because um, you know, ever since I was young, whenever we we she made it a point we go back to Puerto Rico every year to go see our family, you know, spend time with them, go up. I mean, my mom, my house growing up was the spot to be at, like all the parties, all the, you know, <laughs> Christmas, Thanksgiving, New yeah. Year's, everything was was at my house. You know what I mean? Like and, <laughs> You know, fights will break out and all this will go crazy. But, you know, the next party came out, everybody was there and, you know, showing love and, and, and being appreciative to each other and being grateful. So that has been as, as for me as a staple, too, is just family. And that's why, like I said, when I want to get married, I want I know a lot of people always have that may have like goals like, oh, I want to be, you know, a football star or I want to be this or I want to be all that. Like me really growing up and I just wanted to be a great husband and a great father. That was my aspiration. So, you know, what I mean, like to. To, to do that and have my family and care for them because of what my mom showed me um, right. and how she handled things. And, and, and like you said, and I'll, and I'll tie it into it too, just to get a little personal as well too. I know, um, like you said, just being important and families and ones that's closer to hurt you. And um, just recently I had a really an, a huge emotional breakdown, you know, because I just felt for a long time, maybe a little distance from my mom and my sister in the sense that I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm always chasing them in a sense to spend time with them um mm. and and it, and it always feeling like i was put second compared to everybody else now yeah. and then that really stung me and i carried that for years and really just caused me to to, to lose it you know a couple of weeks ago um but we were able to sit down and to and hash it out and talk to them because again like you said that i mean they're the ones i care about i don't care about anybody else people in the streets you know i mean like i have very close friends who i don't talk to like that i mean we still boys you know i mean like you know that yeah. won't change but it doesn't hurt me as much, you know what I'm saying? If they don't come around, if they don't call me, or if they don't check in on me versus my mom right. and my sister, it's just like, man, like, you know what I mean? That, that really, really cuts deep um, right. because of that, that they care about you so much and you care about them. Um, and and I'm like you mentioned here, this just like your dad was in and out and stuff like that. I know this is part of the reason I do this show is because I know a lot of, a lot, mostly all of my friends, their father weren't in the picture for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, and I understood and I got to see firsthand how that impact can hurt or you know, help or hurt somebody um, in that long run. And for you, with your father being in that like that, like what was your overall relationship with him? Um, so for my dad was in the military um, before I was born. So the, the military instilled some things in him that were like, okay, uh, you know, we would say crazy. Like he very strict. Like I was. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, sir. Yes, sir. Which are good things to have in your vocabulary. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it was like, uh, if, if me and just me and him joking around, and I'm like, no, no, what? Huh? Like what? <laughs> so it, it was. It was like, um, I didn't get a chance to joke with my dad till we was older. Right. Um, right. So I myself. Um, he was more strict by the book. Um, by the book. Um, like, so. When when he was in, he, he was in. When he wasn't, he wasn't. Uh, I think that was the reason why, I, as we got older, I never let him in mm. because of the – I invested so much when I was younger. Like, you know, can't wait for my dad. Blah, blah. And it wasn't the reaction I wanted. So when I got older, I didn't want oh, – you weren't going to hurt me again. Mm. Um, so it was from that standpoint. Um, but I, I got that from uncles, grandfather. My grandfather's my world. He was, he was my work. So, um, like, quick, like, quick story. Like, um, I, I was wrong. <laughs> um, I, wanted, <laughs> I was, my mom sent me to my dad in high school. Um, and I went down there. To, I'm from Baltimore. I um, went to Baltimore. And he said, he writes me for school. And I, I didn't go to school for like three weeks. I would leave, but I'm going to school. Right, right. Go to the cousin's house. I'm going to the Y, playing basketball all day. I'm, I am not going to school. One day he goes to the schools to check up see what I'm doing. I'm not there. So he, he figures he, he, I, 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 when I was young, basketball was like, mm-hmm. these other kids say it. No, no, no. Basketball was like, it wasn't my basketball. wasn't interesting. So I was at the boys and girls club playing. Um, and then we're, we're playing and the kids go, whose dad is that? And I turn around, bam, <laughs> right across the face. Uh. And, I, and because people were there, I pushed him. Mm. He he looked at me, he went to go again, and I was fast. Took off, flying, running. 
I ran to my aunt's house, locked myself in her room, and I, I called my mother's family. And my grand, my grandfather, no, my uncle was there in about 20 minutes. Walking in, walked dead in their house, pistol loaded, to go get me, and went back to my aunt's house. Like, th- those, I looked at them like my parents. Mm-hmm. So, and he looked at me like I was one of his, his kids. Whether that was my dad, my dad or not, his kid was hurt. His kid was hurt and something happened, he came to get me. So I said, I said that to say like, you know, that's why I never let him in because I felt like, I, like as a kid, it felt like there was no love. What there was, it, it was mental. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we got older, we, our relationship became, it was okay. Like, like um, he met my, my first son. He wound up passing before my second, my, my last one, but he met my first son and I saw this side of him I never seen. Like hugs, smiles, love, mm. everything. Grandpa. Yeah. So and I appreciated it. Like like I think I think we have one picture is me, him, and my and my uh my son. The only picture we have together, and my son knows who he is and everything. So here, but um because of that. Because of the way I felt towards him, um, I always said I will. N- he he fueled me to be the dad I am today. Like that absenteeism right, fueled right. me to make sure I'm, I never miss a moment. So so the, the like them not being there has fueled me to first steps. I'm there. Um, like like my like one, my son my uh, first son lived with his mom and was here. I haven't missed a graduation, award ceremony, a, a, a Christmas, um, Christmas play, nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't miss it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other son goes to school in Stratford. I haven't missed anything. I, I won't. I won't allow myself to. Um, they all. They both play sports and they're pretty good. Won't miss a game. Today, I think son, tomorrow's the first game I'll miss, and it's eating me up. But I, I, there's no way I can be two places at once. Right. Right. <laughs> But um, yeah, I think his 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 absence is is the reason why I like I go so hard. My wife would be like, "What about me?" I'm like, "You're mad at me because I'm being a dad." Like, and she's like, "No, because I want you to be a husband." Everything, but it's like, I get it, but I I don't want to be in his class. If that makes any sense? Yeah, no, no, I totally understand. I think, like I said, uh, and and. Like I, like I mentioned, my dad was at my house and he was in the home with me, but he never been to, I was in drama. He never came to any of my drama shows, never came to any of my talent shows, never came to any of my baseball. He was never there for any of those moments. You know what right. I mean? Like he never came at all. And we um, remember. That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for my, for my, for, for my, and, and this was, I guess, a little different because when I graduated high school, um, his dad passed away. So he was in Puerto Rico. So he couldn't be there for obvious reasons. I understood that. Yeah. But when I graduated, like I, I took one of his shirts, his dress shirts, and I put it on, even though that sh- was so small on me, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it was tight as hell, but I put it on. Cause I was like, you know what? Like he's got to be here some way. And, 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 and actually to my dad and I told him, um, when I got married with my wife and, and we had a conversation, I sat him down. I said, listen, dad, I understood. I, and now that I'm older, I, I get it. You know, he was never there for X, Y, and Z reason, whatever. That's mm-hmm. fine. But I will not have you not show up to my wedding we're going to have some serious problems if you don't show up to my wedding. Like, I don't care about anything else that you have to be there. Was he, um, there? he was, he was there. He, he was there. <laughs> Listen, from the moment I, from the, the, the start of the ceremony was like, at like four o'clock up until like midnight, we was partying. My dad was there. He didn't find no excuse to leave or anything. he was there. He made sure he was there. So I was like, that kind of, made me think of myself like maybe if I would have voiced that to him sooner you know what I mean like all the what have yeah. what have should have but I was like yeah. you know what I'm not gonna think about that like I asked him to be here for this moment and he was here he showed up he, he did everything I needed to do to be here so I so I appreciate from that um but that yeah. also kind of fueled me for myself too like I don't want to miss anything for my kids you know I went to every appointment you know for my for my daughter for my son you know what I mean mm-hmm. through the whole pregnancy um I, then the same thing too I missed one appointment for my for my daughter and um and it was it wasn't even that serious of an appointment, but I had to work. I couldn't get the time off, and it was eating me alive. You know what I mean? Too that I couldn't be there because I was like, I don't want them to ever think that I'm not going to be there to support them. 
Um, and that's the reason why I started kind of doing my whole t-shirt thing and all this stuff to be a stay-at-home dad, to be able to work from home and control my own schedule because nobody's going to tell me when or when I can't be there for my kids. Like, I'm not going to have that. There's no job going to do that for me. Um, so I see that again, like how that kind of impacted us seeing, you know, that our dad's not being there for, for whatever reason, wanting to do that for our kids. And I see that, like I said, like I, I, on your Instagram and on your, your Facebook, man, and the football <laughs> games, you know, promoting your kids and all that stuff and really doing the things that we wish our dad did for us. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and that is, and I, and I commend you for that, man. I mean, that just shows, you know, the type of person that you are. Wow. And, and There's a bunch of people, you know, on Facebook I have to see. Uh, there was a guy today, um, I'm happy to see he's um every time I see him it's, he's positive, positive, positive. And I see today, I think yet today he posted a picture of him and his kids. And I was like, that's a beautiful family. I was like, keep it up. Mm-hmm. Just a little things like that mm-hmm. go along. Like I'm, I'm I don't try to I, I don't do it before it's not personal gain for me. It, it, it's not even me showing the world, it's just more of me, my excitement for my, my right. children. Right. Um, but it, it, I definitely think it is definitely what we wanted um mm-hmm. and probably didn't get or didn't get as much we're going to make sure we overdo it we're going to compensate for right what we didn't have. right and it's fun like you say that too because you know with your wife and stuff about you know being a dad and things like that i remember before before we even had kids you know i looked at my wife and i, and I told her i said listen straight up i want you to know at the moment we have kids you're no longer my number one priority. So let's just not be clear right now. Like, I mean, I love you to death, but be there. But, and I want that the same from you. You know what I'm saying? Our kids need to come first before everybody, before us, before everything like that, because they're the most important thing in this world. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? Like, so it's not that I don't love them, I don't care about it, stuff like that, but we have a bigger responsibility at this point. Oh, my, you know what I mean? I like, so. My youngest is my wife's um, favorite child. She tells everybody, <laughs> she don't care. Like, <laughs> personality is is so amazing to, for for three mm-hmm. um he, he can articulate complete sentences and and if you ask him a question he, he can tell you what he meant like it's not he's not like one word answers no he give you complete sentences words right. he shouldn't and like i'm like and she set up and i guess she she probably is the reason why he's like that because she's been working with him since, since he was three four months talk right, right. like she don't believe in baby talk, none of that. I talk to him like he is a human being, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a human being, and and that's great. No, no, that's that's awesome, and that's awesome. I know it's and it's it's like you said too. I guess with with the name thing too and stuff because two things for me like number one for the longest man I remember like in my teenage years and stuff like that doing my dirt and and that. I got scared to this point. I didn't think I could have kids. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, all these mess-ups and whatever mistakes and I ain't, you know what I mean? Like, and I haven't had one. Um, and I think like, he's like, you know what? It, it was God, like, you know, helping me out. Cause again, like I can't, I don't want to deal with no baby's mamas. I don't want to deal with, like I said, like I want to get married to my wife. We have our kids. Like that's the vision that I want to have. Um, and I was lucky enough to have that. So, you know, first I had my daughter. Um, and, and it was just amazing, you know what I mean? Like, it is, uh, you know, your first kid. And, and I kind of got used to that because my sister had her first kids when I was 13. And it was just nothing but girls. She has three girls, uh, 22, 19, and six. Yeah, yeah. Woo, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it was crazy because, again, like, her and my daughter, they were about, like, a year apart. And I never thought that me and my sister would have a kid that close in age you know what i mean like but it also was so exciting for me because now it's more of a reason for me and my sister to get together more often you know what i mean like because we can get them to play because that can kind of really glow that grow that bond with us you know and and then that that you know i mean like we had nothing but girls and i was like man like i I need a son because i'm i'm that's it it's just i'm I'm the only other boy you know what i mean like so if if not then there's no more there's no more cortezes after that you know what i mean um and and, right. and then you right. know and then we have my son and um you know he he just turned two in april um and i just catch myself like God just bless. looking at him all the time thank you thank you and i just look and i'm like i i, I really got a son like I, I really got a boy man and 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 that's also more the drive of why i wanted to do this podcast because again just like you being raised by women and stuff like that it was really hard to have a lot of a real consistent male role model in my life like that you know mm-hmm. I had different uncles and different people who really did guide me in certain ways and help me out and try to teach me stuff like that but it wasn't a dad like that you know what I mean like who's there 24 7 or like I used to say like on, on tv shows you know what I'm saying like like you know yeah you know, 
a full house and all those stuff or, or, or yeah. you know what I mean like family um, matters yeah Uncle Carl Phil. Winslow Uncle Phil you know what I mean like yeah. those things were just like that's the type of dad that I wanted and that's the type of dad that I want to be you mm-hmm. know what I mean like so you know having that I was like you know what I need to reach out to all these, as many men as I possibly can who do fit that description who fall in that role model to get their input to get their advice to help me raise my son to give me pointers that maybe I didn't know or maybe insight that I that I didn't understand before um and, and that's one of the things like too like talking to speaker too because you have three boys right now yeah um, one girl so, so bad <laughs> it, it, it it is so different man it, it, I, it is it is completely different like my daughter um you know she 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 was very loving you know i mean like whenever she was a little kid i would fake cry and you know i mean like all the stuff and she would come and just really be yeah just automatically so nurturing mm-hmm. you know and i tried that with my son he just looked at me to step over me and stuff like that and just like <laughs> <"Dude>, they, <laughs> you know yeah. um, oh i um i was talking to a friend of mine yesterday um, he's expecting his, his daughter um, soon. And I was, Congratulations. I was so yeah, and I was like, I'm so jealous. He was like, why? I'm like, I want a girl. I really do. He's like, for real? Like, I'm like, I want to be that dad and get my toes painted. He's like, what? He's like, I ain't going to lie. Me too. He's like, he's like, he's like, like he, he grew up around football. Mm-hmm. He's he been playing football. He, masculinity has been his thing. He was like, to, have, to decompress and not have someone who, Wants to do something different, I'm all for it. I was like, mm-hmm. I, like I tell my coworkers, my wife, like, listen, I want to be the guy with with uh, the commercial where you see the guy like he's doing cheerleading mm-hmm. by himself, but they can't see behind the wall. He's practicing with his daughter. That's yeah, yeah, coping. yeah. That'll be me. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean, I do that with my little girl all the time. Or we'll play different things, and 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 it's all this because it really it's it's. It is night and day on how I, I interact with both of my kids. You know what I mean? Like with 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 my daughter is just that. Just so much love and, and so much caring, and also trying to be there more. And also like I am with my nieces because again, like they I've been with them since they were born. Like when I was thirteen, my sister had my first niece, and I held her for the first time. That's one of the first moments I realized like I want to be a dad. You know what I mean? Like that was just one of those moments that that I want to be a dad and. and you know, when her and, um, you know, her, when her and the girl's dad, they got divorced and stuff like that. I was like, I need to be there more often. I need to really keep a positive male role model in life because I understood how that affected what, you know, girls growing up and stuff like that, not wow. having a real dad and looking for love in all the wrong places and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, just going down this horrible path that I never want from any of my girls. You know what I'm saying? My nieces or my daughter. Wow. Um, so it's very important to, to keep that consistent, um, presence there and be a positive influence on them um and just like you said with, with your three boys so like that for you what is what are some of the traits or characteristics that you are trying to instill in your sons or that you try to teach them on a day in day out basis um being honest is one whether it hurts or not just mm-hmm. be honest um again once you once you lie once it's kind of like yeah i don't believe you anymore it's, it's mm-hmm. always a is he telling the truth? Right. Um, being honest is one. Whether you're in trouble or it's going to hurt someone's feelings. Again, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but if you're in your truth, you can't go wrong. Like, right. um, that, that's definitely one. Um, and I, again, I feel like I, when I speak, um, anything I say to you, I can say to whoever else. Um, and that's not like a macho thing. That's just being who you are, like, you're not like, um, uh, you're not trying to perpetrate or hide behind something. Anything I can say to you, I can say to anyone else and vice versa. Right, right. Um, that's, that's very important to me. Um, again, to being the man of your word, um, if, if you agree to something, you follow it through, you see it through, um, and, and protect your name. Like, again, like you said, until you had your boy, you were wondering if this is where the Cortez is in. Yeah, yeah, you know. Like, again, there's a million Cortez, but there's no Freddy Cortez. You know what I mean? There's only one. It's you. Right, right. You're leaving everything to your son. So um, just protect it, meaning, like, um, don't get involved with something that could hurt you or your brothers or, or, or your family. Um, be be honorable men. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we, we were talking today because, like, uh, my son, he has a tendency to, when he get around his friends, his friends talk different and his friends talk to their parents differently. 
Mm-hmm. And he, he'll, he'll step out of that box sometimes. I'll just look at him, like, reel it back in. Right, and, right, right. And he knows. He's like, oh, okay. Because, I, listen, I'm I'm not going to embarrass you, but remember, you, you have to live by your morals, your principles. You can't live through your friends. Mm-hmm. Living for your friends will get you caught up and jammed up in a bunch of things you don't want. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 that was one of the things for myself growing up. And I think maybe because of not having consistent father figure, stuff like that, like I really had a hard time uh, finding myself and who I was, you know what I mean? I constantly, you know, whether being around different groups of people, like I've said that I mastered the art of being a chameleon because again, you throw me in different <laughs> environments and I knew very well how to blend in and adapt myself to appease that crowd that I was in. Yes. Um, and and I, as I as I started getting older and stuff like that, I've started to really see that I was losing myself and who I really was because and and not and that became very gray. You know, what I'm saying like who I want to be, who I am, and who I'm showing are so different. You, and, you know, what I mean, and so blurred. And and I was like, I, I need to really assign myself who I want to be and live that because I can't have that for my son. I don't want him to feel that pain that I felt, you know what I mean? Like, or go through that or have that of losing yourself. And, and like I told one of my friends the other day, one of the things that my mom has constantly said to me and then it really started to sink in was she would always say, listen, I would rather people hate me for who I am than love me from who I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and I couldn't really, I guess, grasp yeah, that what? for, you know what I mean? Like it was very hard for me to comprehend but now I'm really understanding what she means, you know, and I started to see that, you know, when you are yourself and you stay true to who you are and you really have your thing, the other people that you wanted to be around, they're going to disappear. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not fitting into their crowd, but the people that are like you and like-minded people that are really going to support you, they'll start to be able to find their way to you because you got rid of all this other nonsense that's in the area. Right, right, um, right. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that that's very, uh, like you said, you know, you see that too, especially, you know, I think, and which is which you know i'm gonna throw it out there too like in a couple episodes down the line i want to do one about the term man up um and just how toxic that is to to a lot of young men because um i've just finished reading listening to this audio book by uh jason wilson i don't know if you know who if you heard of him no yeah no but he, he's um he's he's just an amazing amazing thing the first thing that i came across him the first time i seen him was i think it was on on world star like a few years ago um, and he was teaching martial arts to these, to these kids and stuff like that. And this kid is, is crying. I mean, like bawling. Uh, um, and yeah, he was just talking about, he got down, he's like, you know, it's okay. And I'm like, wait, a man is telling another, it's okay to cry. Like, wait, hold up, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Like this, this, I need to understand. Yeah. I started really following him, man. I mean, if you haven't, I think you and definitely with your boys, they should listen to his book. It's called a cry like a man. Um, and it took me a while to finish because it got so deep and really got into a lot of points in myself that I started to understand mm-hmm. what it was to be in to, to be locked in emotional incarceration to really try to fit in and try to be macho to all these other people because it is stupid stigma that they try to create that really mm-hmm. isn't the case. Um, so I would definitely, like I said, we could, would like to sit down and hash out those terms. We can talk about that as well um, and go on there. Um, because it is just so, so important, especially for young men these days. And I think that's why they're kind of just, yeah, like all this, this, this I don't know, it's not so old as this, but like this kind of music they're putting out and all these other, you know, these rappers putting out this image. Drug and this, music and all that, yeah. Right, right. And it's just like, this is so far from what we actually need to be, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and really setting ourselves back so, so much. Um, so that's why it's just, it's just very important to get on that. Um so, so for you and your boys, you know what I'm saying, like, and, and trying to, again, raise them into young men, what have, for you has been, you think has been the most difficult part of raising three boys? <laughs> so, um, like my 12 year old, um, he is, women call the bonus son. He, um, I'm his stepdad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say he is coming into his own. But at the same time, he's like, uh, I think it's more of, he's finding himself in his, his, they have their own language. Like nowadays, kids have their own language, their own music. And it's like, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to do. And I get that part. Um, and it was, it was, when we were young, it was the same thing. We were different mm-hmm. from the oldies. We were into like the hip hop. So I, I get that part. Um, I think it's more of the 
pushback. Because now, my personal opinion, these kids now are lazy. Um, Mm -hmm. If things aren't given to them, they don't want it. Right, right. Um, And trying to break him out of these bad habits is the only thing. He's a great kid, loves to smile and dance and have fun. But if he has to work for something, that's when it goes downhill. Um, And then my other, the, 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 the middle child, which is my first child, um, I think I overcompensate because me and his mother didn't work. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want him to feel like, oh, dad doesn't love me or whatever. So I overcompensate. Right. And it, it, it's a balance. I'm, I'm, I, prom- I'm, I will find the balance. But as of right now, I know I do. Um, and then the baby, he's, I am, I'm the punk, the punk dad is what they say. Right. So like um, my wife, she, she's like throw him in the pool, let him go. No, so many bad things in this world. No, right, right, right. She's like, we're right here. No, I'm not doing it. I I don't want to push the comfort level. I want he's keep him a kid, keep him baby. She's like, no, you have to let him go, Mm -hmm. and he'll find his way. So it's three different kids with three different sets of issues, but um. As long as they know I love them and everything I'm doing is from a good place, I'm okay with that. I don't mind being the bad guy. Like um, <clears throat> me and my wife, like good cop, bad cop, and I'm ninety percent of the time the bad cop. I don't mind because mm-hmm. I get my. That's how my dad was. So like my dad still peeks through me sometimes. Like I don't mind being the bad guy right. as long as for a better cause. She's like, I'll I'll be the bad person, and I'm like, eh, you're too soft. Like no, it's not, it just wasn't. But no, um, just I, I guess the pushback is the only thing that is the most difficult part. Um, uh, for me, um, I came from do what your mother says. They had a grown mm-hmm. folks business, you know. Mm-hmm. Now kids are a lot more vocal and have a lot more to say back and opinionated. And when I grew up, it was very different from how my wife grew up. So that balance, we try to we try to find that. That's 90% of our arguments just because the way we, we grew up differently. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, no, and, and I, it's, it's funny how you said it because, I mean, overall, myself, like me, I'm a very, um, like, open and fun-loving person, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just very loving and, and very tender um, mm-hmm. most of the part because, again, just being raised by so many women, you know what I mean? Like, I'm mm-hmm. just more in tune with that aspect of it. Um, yeah. and, and, and one of the main reasons that I love my wife and stuff like that kind of drew me is that we're opposite in that, that she's very, you know, uh, straightforward and direct. She's very short of herself. She's very strong. Um, you know what I mean? Like and kind of like no nonsense, but it's funny because with our <laughs> kids, our roles are reversed. You know what I'm saying? Like she's extremely tender and you know what I mean? Like when, and I'm, and I'm very, you know, hard on them to a certain extent, yeah. because again, you know what I mean? Like I don't want it to get out of hand because again, the same kind of background too, that I've grown up, you know, let's see mom, don't talk back, don't do this, you know, mm-hmm. um, and all those kind of things. Um, but I think that's kind of like the trouble that I'm trying to do. I guess my fear too, you know I mean? Like they're five and, and, and two right now. So I got a mm-hmm. ways to go. Um, but I, for me, you know, not being able to speak my mind or, you know what I mean? Like, or say what I was feeling and all those things. I don't want my kids to have to go through that. But then at the same time, it's like at the expense of kind of talking back to me or kind of being rude. Like I want them to be able to speak their mind and not be fearful. But again, I don't want them to take it out of proportion and think everything is sweet either. You know what I mean? Like, so it's very, it's rough with that, you know. I mean, like, there's sometimes like, like, like uh, the other day, my 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 daughter kind of gave my wife a little attitude in the shower. Like, I did that already. And I come both like, what did you? What just came out your mouth? Like, hold up, hold up, like, hold on. Yeah. Like, yeah. and she looked at me she's like, oh my god. I was like, don't you ever talk to your mom like yeah. that. I'm mean, like, you can say what you got to say. There's a nice way to say it. if you don't want to do something like that. Yeah, you don't have to be forceful, but be respectful in how you say it. Right, right, right. One of my good friends, he literally, he not recommends he encourages his kids to have dialogue mm. and i think it's, and i think it's amazing and i think it's disrespectful in the same breath and me, like we have we have talks constantly about parenting because there's no there's no book there's no right way to do right, it right right it's all by experiences and i watch and his kids respect him just the way my kids respect me and i'm like i'm like, I'm like how, how do you do it he's like well i'm like like you'll take something and it's almost like a challenge you he's like no i'm giving them the, the, the space to talk because I remember 
always being told to shut up and mind and never mm-hmm. to talk back. And I said, I remember that too. But when I hear it, it's like, oh my God. Like Mike, Mike one time, we, we, we were we were debating something. And I was like, why am I just going back and forth with you? Like what I'm the parent, you're the child. Right. And then, right. And, and then I started thinking, like, you know, I hated it when my mother would shut me down like that. I hated it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah, no, so that was difficult, man. So, um, and this kind of as we winding down here, I got I got two last questions for you. Then. Um, um, number one for you, uh, growing up, what do you feel was the best piece of advice that you received that you carry on to this day? Oh, that's a good question. Um, want to say it was my um my grandfather, um. He was just more of just be true to yourself. Um, don't like in life with, with relationships, with friendships, don't put anyone before yourself. Um, self-care is very important. Um, if you can't love yourself, how can you love someone else? Um, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, how can you um, express that? Like, uh, like you, you know, I love kids. I, I love sports. I love teaching kids how to play sports the right way. Um, life lessons behind sports. So I'm very passionate when it comes to that. Or I, and like what people don't know is nine out of ten, everything I have done for the kids, voluntary, not a cent. And I see a lot of people out nowadays. It's about the money, and it kills me inside because mm-hmm. it's like. At what point are you sacrificing cutting corners for more profit? Right. Um, right. And, I, and I, I do think like people should make money off things, but when you're doing it for free, you you kind of tend to not cut corners. Right. Right. Um, and being being true to myself, um, I won't I won't like I've been in situations even recently to where I am putting people's feelings ahead of mine and it bites me it bites me in the butt um and then all and i i first i get mad but i think thinking about my grandfather he he, t- he told me he told me this a long time ago like every time you put my head it, it's going to hurt mm-hmm. it, if, it, if it works or it doesn't it's going it's going to hurt and um i, I just really i really believe that that those words are true like um and no matter what you do in life if you put do you put something ahead of yourself, your goals, anything ahead of yourself, it, you'll fall flat on your face. No, definitely. And I, and I will definitely attest to that because I know me personally, and that's, that's been my biggest issue. You know I mean? I've always been a, a people pleaser and trying to, you know, always make sure that everybody else is good. Um, you know, but then at the end of the day, like I, I'm, I'm just, I'm so tired. I'm so hurt. I'm just so like always lost. Like in a sense of that, you know, who cares about me? Or what's going on because nobody shows the same appreciation or that, that respect on the other way, you know. And, and actually, my wife has been the one who really helped me a lot to mm-hmm. to get out of that because when we first started dating, going through all this, you just point out, she's like, "Why are you running to this person? Why are you doing this? And why are you going over there for them saying like you? What's going on? Like when are you gonna stop?" You know, and then I'm and, and I would argue at first back, like, you know, I'm saying like, oh, no, this is who I am. I'm just trying to be a good person. I'm trying to be nice mm-hmm. stuff like that. But then I started to see like, yeah, don't nobody really care. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like no matter how good you are, the more they want, the more they're going to take from you and the right. less you have for yourself. Um, so I, I think that's that's awesome. And that's very, very important. Like it is just stay true to yourself and make sure that you you always love yourself and take care of yourself first, because if you don't do that, how are you going to help other people? Um and that's something, again, that I've kind of learned over the last couple of years, really firsthand and really started to see and started to make improvement in that. So, so that is that's very important to say. So thank you for that. Um, and, and lastly, for yourself, man, if looking back at these kids and stuff like that, what's one piece of advice or something that you would like to share them to that, that you wish somebody probably would have told you? <laughs> um, so this, this is a two-part thing. Sorry. Um, with with that so and i wish when i was in school they had these business classes they had these personal finance classes um 
those two classes are so important. It's not even fun. Like, uh, I work in the school system, people don't mm-hmm. know. And I see kids, well, I mean kids, I, like, I'll sit in the back of the classroom, I'll go in the classroom with them. And the stuff they're learning now, if I got, if I had that then, I'd be in a different space now. Um, I think um, communication about money in the black household needs to be uh, that needs to be brought to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very, like my kids know the the power of a dollar. I would say, and they know um, they respect money. Um, growing up, I see you know our I, I, I parents worked hard, paid the bills. Whatever was left over, we would do a little something, but that's it. And that's how I was growing up. Like, got heat, yeah, hot water. Lights, you got a bed, roof over your head, you got clothes. Like, I think I may have went to McDonald's maybe 20 times before I was 10. Hmm. My kids, my kids eat fast food a couple times a week almost. It's like, you know, right, right. I say that to say, like, we didn't, we didn't understand money. We were just like, oh, okay, like, oh, can we get this new on the store? Don't ask me for anything. That was real. That, that's yeah, real. Yeah. My, my three-year-old, can I? Have, he, we, we go in the store. He gets what he wants. He like, and it, it, it's not like a oh, just because I, I couldn't do it, you do it. It's more of a um, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I know budgeting money and credit that needs to be spoken in the house. That needs to be that that, that those are things like uh, like how the black family or the Spanish family is about church and God that mm. needs to be almost on that same level because when they get older, they need to know like, this is life. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Like when we worked at cable vision, I saw plenty of money coming in mm-hmm. and I didn't. And that's like I said, I'll be in a different position because budgeting. No. And what is that? What's budgeting? Right. 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 Yeah. Like, what are you talk credit? What? I got cash money. What do you credit for? Like, you know what I mean? Now, that um, we're turning, like me and my wife, we're turning the tide and we're ownership and stuff like that. You need credit. Mm-hmm. Your credit needs to be good. Like, and and the people I, I'm, I am associating myself with, or I'm, I'm close to, or I'm hanging with, their lives are in order because of credit. And they, they know uh, financing, uh, personal finance with money and budgeting. They know that stuff already. Um, I think that is the most important thing for kids to learn now. And I mean, I say kids, I mean, like, not mine, like, 10, 12, I mean, like, uh, 8th grade, 9th grade, 10th, they need to learn that then because to grow old and retire and be okay, for one, you can't be in Connecticut. But for right, two, right. <laughs> but for two, that's something you learn. That, and that, that's how you, you uh, acquire generational wealth and stuff like that. No, definitely. And, I, and, and it's funny you say that, I mean, I've, I've learned that because, again, seeing my mom and my parents struggle and stuff like that for money and stuff. And as I got older and you kind of started to understand, like, how I started asking myself, like, how do these people stay rich? You know what I'm saying? Like Bill Gates or like, how do they get rich? How do they stay rich? How do, I don't understand. And I, and, I, and I worked on teaching myself that stuff because yeah. I wanted better for myself and for them. Um, and, and perfect example, like today, my, my, my daughter, man, I think of like the, the inflation, man, my daughter's lost like six teeth now and she had like <laughs> 60 bucks, man. I got like 10, I was getting 10 bucks a two flat. What? <laughs> you know? I, I don't stay rich. You didn't, you didn't... <laughs> right. You know? Um, but what, what I like, what I love about my daughter is that she understands money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and, 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 and I'm teaching her how to manage that. So kind of also about like just a, just a, two quick things like i remember a while ago um you know m- my daughter was telling my wife she's like you know mom like you know stay home and, and and stay with me don't go to work and my wife was like you know well i gotta go to work i gotta make money so i could you know buy you things and all this stuff and my daughter my daughter went to her home and she's like look i got my tooth fairy money man just take this here mom i'll share it with you and you just stay home from work <laughs> and i was like I-, I love that because i always tell her number one thing i teach my daughter man is people are so important people come before anything you know what i mean uh-huh. like i want her to love people and she is she anybody she sees in the streets just say hi to she is extremely extremely friendly mm-hmm. i mean i love that because i i don't want her to fall into all this all this racism and all that other stuff and stuff like that like just understand love people for who they are because they're a person and they're important no matter what they look like or what it is um 
And just today too, you know, we were going to the store with her tooth fairy money and she, she was going through things and I'm like, all right, look for a toy that you want. Make sure you have enough money. Make sure you're going to save some blood to try to teach her to get comfortable with that now to learn how to manage her money um, so that she's comfortable with it so that when she gets older, it's, it's already second nature. Oh. Um, and the reason I say that is because with my, um, also too, my, my, like I said, I have two nieces, my 22-year-old and my 19-year-old niece. Um, and my 19 year old niece at a very early age, man, just the way her mentality was just so different when it came to money and just about herself. Like I've always said, like, I'm never going to have to worry about her. Like, she's good. Like, you know, the way she she carries herself and all that stuff, she's very strong and independent. Um, and just recently, she just got herself her own car. You know what I mean? A 2018 car. Um, with her own money, she put the money down. She was like, oh, you know, I only put this much down because if I put more down, it wouldn't make a difference on the payments. And I got the money for, for the insurance going on already. So I was like, she's so well thought about with money and stuff like that. And I've always told her too, like she, she's going to be rich because she, the way she handles money, how she thinks about it is just phenomenal. Um, so I give her, give her so much, so much credit for that. Um, so, so, um, now, I appreciate that, man. Thanks for, for taking the time to sit here and uh, speak with me. I mean, it was a very, very insightful and, and, and awesome conversation, man. Thank you. No, my pleasure, man. You're doing great things. And I, I definitely will be uh, watching that. Before you reach out to me, I didn't know anything about it. Um, I watched the last couple. Uh, the last gentleman you had, I think you guys sitting across from each other. It was a really good conversation. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, my twin. I know this is first grade, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 you guys. That was a good conversation, and I definitely will be uh, watching and also uh, um, reposting and get more awareness to it. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm trying to do my thing, man. Like, I, like I, I've, that's a, trying to find myself in all times, like what I want to do and stuff like that. I think that kind of goes to like you said about doing with kids. Like me personally, man. I, I do. I, I love people, man. I want to make sure people are good. I love having conversations. I love talking to new people. Stuff like that. They, they intrigue me um, because right. like I said, I, you can't experience everything in life. You know what I mean? There's so much to go on. Like, but the closer you get to a share conversations with people who have, get that insight, get that point of view. And you know what I'm saying? You'll expand and broaden your mind. Right. Um, and I couldn't figure out what to do, man. But that's why, like I said, you know what? Like I, I'm doing this because I love doing it, you know what I mean? And getting to know people, I'm not trying to look for the dollar and I'm, that's going to come. And that's the same thing that you said about you. When you do something genuine from your heart that you love and you care about and you stick at it, that money is going to come. Don't yeah. worry about that. That That is second nature. That The money is just a tool to help you do other things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not what you need to make yourself happy. Um, so just like you do that too, with the kids and stuff like that, I mean, continue with doing what you're doing with them. Like I said, I watch you from a distance, seeing how involved you are and stuff like that. And just the type of role model and stuff like that and presence that you are leaving in all these young kids' lives is absolutely amazing. So keep doing your thing as well, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, man. Well, thank you. And as always, everybody, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed. <laughs>